If your metro don't trust you, I'm gon' shut you Beautiful morning, you're the sun of my morning, babe Nothing on What's up? It's Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. I'm Pat Sheen, here with Dave Martinson. He's come to ask for forgiveness for his sins. What's going on? Apostatize my past yeah. podcast faith. You have committed pod adultery in the past, so you do have things to <laughs> apologize. Right. So we're obviously teasing, or I don't know if it's obvious, we're teasing that we both it's saw not silence obvious. this past weekend. Well, no one else saw it, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's made, what, like five million domestic? I actually, can we not spoil it? Like, just talk broader? Because no one's seen it. I really would feel bad spoiling. Yeah, we we could definitely talk you know? broader, broader, but I mean, it hasn't even been in like a lot of theaters. It's been in, like a thousand, a third of the country. I'm totally okay talking broadly about it. So we will not be spoiling silence, but we will be so stick around talking about it. We have a lot to get to today. We're gonna talk music, TV, some apps, alternative facts. Why don't we start first with Boy John Mayer, Dave? My guy. He hasn't released an album in three years. Stand up stick man. <laughs> that is actually true. Absolutely true. I mean, who, who's he been? He's with Katy Perry currently, right? They're married? Is that? No, that's over. That's, that's not, over. That, oh, that, that's old news, bruh. She was with Diplo who, since then. She's a dip. Oh, God. This, this is all old. I don't know who she's been with. Lately. Diplo loves to talk about how he has sex. Uh, obviously, her. Taylor Swift. We know the outstanding Taylor Swift song, Dear John. Obviously, I'm being facetious. Out, outstanding. Jessica sure. Simpson, I think. He's not shit anymore, in my eyes. He's been around, you know? He had famous girlfriends at the time that are no longer famous at all, ostensibly. So, goes to speak about how much stick manning he's done. He is Tom Brady's age. So, I mean... Not shit. Exactly. <laughs> 39. Oh, he did. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Minka Kelly. Oh, good for him. Uh, Gen- Jennifer Aniston. Some, yeah. pre- some pretty strong names there. Back when Minka Kelly was a catch. So... He released four tracks off his upcoming album, The Search for Everything. Oh, it's off the album? Yeah. I thought these were just out so there songs. Because it has an EP title. It does have which an is EP. stupid because it's four songs. Right. Well, here's the thing. is He said that this was his longest incubation process for writing an album. Congratulations. And he really wanted to write lyrics that touch people and talk about where he's Again, at in stick life. Again, Stickman. He likes to touch people. He does like to touch people. And so he's like, I have so many songs that it didn't feel fair to release them all at once. So I wanted to wanted to give people more time to digest them. Interesting. So he gave it's us four songs. The anti tactic. Gucci Mane. So the anti-Gucci. Don't, oh. don't release anything. Save it all. Well, he, Gucci will record something and put it out the next he's day. He's been in the feds for like a year, right? True. So, but, I mean, but he put out three albums this year since he got out. Yeah, he had a lot of time <laughs> to write songs. I mean, John Mayer's been doing other stuff. Like, he's a stick man. He's got other things. He's got other Fair priorities. Enough. Fair enough. So what do you think of these songs? I mean, one of them was released back in November, Love on the Weekend. Yes. But, which I, th- I think we mentioned. I'm pretty sure we mentioned. At SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. Stay plugging. Let us know if we mentioned it. Yeah, so Dave, what did you think about this? As loyal listeners know, pop, folk, whatever rock John Mm -hmm. Mayer is, not my cup of tea. Can't really speak to the quality of the tunes. Too mellow for me. I thought the first song, whatever it's called. Moving on and getting over? More lively than the rest. Uh, That one kept my attention better. Yeah, not for me. Yeah, Love on the Weekend I think is a nice song. Which came out last fall. Yeah, in November. It's an okay single off the album. Moving on, getting over sounds like almost a cut from Continuum. It's very bluesy with a lot of popping guitar mm-hmm. sounds. I can't speak to John Mayer, but like, if you're a John Mayer fan, are these just throwaways? Do you like these four songs? Like, what is what do you think of it? I think they fit in with his older sound, which is I think the concerning part to me. You know, he's kind of gone some different directions. Uh, Paradise Valley was. I don't know. It wasn't his best album. Best album cover. 
It, it was. It was very cool. Standing in the covered. field with that um, weird coat. Born and Raised was also okay, but Battle Studies and Continuum was really his apex. And I thought Battle Studies especially... How old is that? Battle Studies is 2009. It's about seven years old. And Continuum is 10 years old. We talked about that. That's right. Lot. That's right, yeah. I think Moving On, Getting Over is a good song. Definitely John Mayer fans will like it. Change, the lyrics are very simple and not really John Mary at all, which I thought was... That's kind of my vibe sad. with most of it. It was just, I was like, ah, whatever. I don't remember the name of, of the last song. Bodes well for it. It's yeah. <laughs> it really, it's like a little mellow. It's a, the lyrics are definitely better, but it's just very mellow. And I don't know. If you like John Mary, you'll probably enjoy it, but it's not his best work. I wonder how long until the album comes out. I think it's coming out. Is there a date? I believe there is. Hold on. Ed Sheeran got a date since we last spoke. I think it's the first weekend of March, I think. Or the end of March. It's in March somewhere. Sorry, you already can pre-order it. And those Ed Sheeran songs we talked about debuted number one and number six. Which one was number one? Castle. Castle on the Hill! I said that one was better. You liked the other one. No, I I don't know. I like either of them. Oh, that's true. You didn't. It's an interesting concept, too, to release songs in bunches from an album. Weird. It, It is weird, but when Drake's talking about making playlists instead of making albums, it's almost like... Artists are not trying to find different ways to deliver their music and make it digestible. Right, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, the next Ed Sheeran album, Divide, March 3rd. March 3rd. March is going to be a good month for music. I mean, I don't know if I'll listen to the Ed Sheeran album, but we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah, I mean... And probably how it's number one on pop charts. We don't have a release date for the John Mayer album, but that'll be upcoming. We do have a release date for Migos. Culture comes out Friday. Migos! Dude, they're, they're like dominating Twitter right now. T-shirts, Twitter. t-shirts, banger, dude. It's a great song. The Revenant Part Two, the music yeah, video. Yeah, it's, it's all. And didn't who, didn't another artist create a really awesome music video recently? Was it Lil Vert maybe? Lil Uzi Vert released P's and Q's, which was like an anime style. Thing maybe that was about. It. I, that was pretty I, cool. Yeah. I heard a lot of good things about that band that will be releasing an album in March as well. Actually, St. Patrick's Day, Spoon released a, a single, Hot mm. Thoughts, follow up to their. Hot uh, 2014 album Who Wants mm. My Soul. This song is really good. They, unlike John Mayer, are experimenting and trying new things, and yeah. they're adding dance. And I shot. I'm really excited for Spoon. Their last album was really, really surprising to me because I liked Spoon before that, but that last album was one of my favorites. Cool. I still listen to it almost daily. So why don't we move on now to some TV and technology talk? I guess we don't really do a ton oh, of technology yeah. talk. It's not kind of nostalgia <laughs> pod, the harbingers of tech news. So Dave, another piece of culture that's been around for a long time that you're a huge fan of will and grace coming back after <laughs> 10 years like just like continuum dude i mean what do you think it's cool that they got the whole cast back deborah messing i guess no one else had anything to do whatever yeah everyone's cool. back it's, it's not only the cast the directors the producers like everybody is back so go for it i guess i, I was reading because they released a video about the election because uh, will and grace talked social justice it was about two gay men and their friends right breaking new ground at the time yeah it's a syndicated show it's 100 episodes right you know the works apparently when they wanted to make this video they were just like yeah we still have the set all together you still have the set all together after Where? 10 years yeah right like, you just what? you just pay rent on a warehouse yeah like... i don't understand so it was really strange <laughs> Strange, but I guess people are probably excited about this. I mean, it's only doing 10 episodes, so keep it short, keep it concise. I have more faith in that than I had in Fuller House. Yeah, I do. And Fuller I have, House sucked. I have a lot more faith. Fuller House, why don't we ask Chris Lebataglia? He's watched both seasons. And what did he think? He watched, he liked season one enough to watch all of season two. Oh, God. Whatever that tells you. Someone needs to save Chris's viewing, like, viewing pleasure. I wonder if Dharma and Grace will come back. Mm. I mean, the guy... Dar- Dharma and Greg. Dharma and Greg, yeah. Dharma and Dharma Grace. And Grace. Yeah. He's cheating on him. Yeah. Because <laughs> the guy from Criminal Minds is, uh, he's free now. And Chris is also sad about that. Yeah, oh yeah, jeez. The 
biggest criminal mind stand in the world. <laughs> Another thing we just wanted to follow up on, Vine. I mean, Vine, it's releasing an app called Vine Camera. Yeah, so Twitter killed Vine. R.I.P. The Vine app is gone. The Vine site is gone. I think, it, well, you can't add to. I think it's still up at the time being to view things. But Vine Camera, it's a new, so you need a separate app. Think of it like Boomerang for Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. You use Boomerang to record those three-second reverse big GIF things, basically, and then you post them on IG. Vine Camera is basically the app you use to record Vines, and then they post to Twitter. So it's kind of keeping it all in-house. Yeah. And then Twitter made all of its six-second or less videos already on Twitter automatically into Vines. I think that's great. I think it's smart, yeah. Yeah. It's totally shuttering it. A bad idea. Would have been bad, and they decided against selling it to someone else, so I think that's cool. Vine will live on. Nice yeah, to see. Absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think we both thought it wasn't a great idea just to get rid of it. Yeah. And I'm glad that they didn't, so. Also coming back, Triple X. Return of Xander Cage. Dave, I think this is a great place to jump into Dope or Nope. Why don't we do all all movie stuff will be Dope and Nope from here on out. Sure. All right? So, Triple X, tell us about it. I mean, you're. <laughs> I hear you're a big Triple X fan. No, I'm not, actually. Mm, I actually... I didn't realize Triple X was as big of a hit back in, like, 02, whatever it was, as it was. Like, I knew it was pretty, like, successful, like, on FX and, like, being on cable. Well, it was around, like, the height of Vin Diesel's powers, right? It was when he was, I, like, I actually would Dune say, and... I would say no, though, because he's more powerful now, because he runs Fast de- and Furious. Definitely. But I guess when he was, like, a rising star... True. Was, like, when people were, in, like, intrigued by Vin Diesel, right. like, post-Saving Private Ryan, yeah. the boiler room with Ben Affleck. I, I always forget he's in Saving Private Ryan. He's the first guy Ryan. that gets gotten on the team. That's always so funny. There's a lot of good actors in that movie. Yep, for sure. It's also funny, too, because Triple X, you know, it's really over-the-top, you know, fun action movie. Just leave your mm-hmm. doubts at the door and you'll have a good time kind of thing. But he actually didn't return for the sequel, Triple X State of the Union, over script concerns. That's the one that has Ice Cube in it. But it's so funny that <laughs> oh, script, script concerns, concerns was the problem. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, just shout out Vin Diesel awesome. for having the confidence to just be like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to make Triple X 3. The return of Xander Cage. Why not? Yeah, yeah you, you had any plot questions? There, it's in the title. Return of Xander Cage. He's <laughs> right. back. He's not dead. <laughs> It's got Neymar in, it's got all these people in it. The, the cool. script is to his liking this time, I guess. Yeah, so it made 70 mil. I mean, what do you think? Are you in, in or out on this? Dope or nope? I was reading some comments. I'm like, yeah, for what it is, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll see it eventually. But not in the theater. But shout out Vin Diesel because he's created quite the career between Fast and Furious, being Groot on Guardians, and Riddick. So, I good saw, for him. I saw you retweeted a really funny tweet that I think said something like, do I have to watch the the other Triple yeah. X's to jump into this From, one? From uh, Sean Finnegan, a, a video producer. Yeah, he was like, are there any plot holes or <laughs> character decisions that I need to be aware of before seeing Triple X's return of Xander Cage? And then he got a ton of serious responses from these idiots <laughs> that didn't understand, and he replied with, like, the emoji with, like, the one sweat mark going oh. down the brow. <laughs> and then I responded, and I was like, ooh, these not serious replies is concerning there, and he favored the tweet, so. That's funny. I was like, damn, people, not getting it at all, are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I guess I'll, I'll say dope because, I mean, yeah, why not? good for Vin Diesel. Keep getting them checks, man. In, in the U.S., made about what expected over here, 20 yeah. or so. So The two trailers. Mm-hmm. Why don't we start with the one that I'm less excited for the movie, but I, thought, I actually thought this trailer was better, Power Rangers. Interesting. I thought the trailer was pretty similar to the first one. I thought it expanded a little bit. It gave us a better look at Elizabeth Banks as the villain, which Rita I thought Rita Repulsa. Cool. Um, gave me tons of Thor 1 vibes, by the way, just like the fight in the street looked right. very similar. You get a little bit more Brian Cranston in this, which yep. I like. He has like one of the best voices, man. Yeah, I does. don't understand how he doesn't just do voiceovers for everything. Yep. I mean, and yeah, Bill Hader as the robot thing. Yeah, and whatever I, his name is. And I forgot he was supposed to be in this. When I saw it, I was like, is that? 
that Bill Hader? Well, back in the, when we first saw it, the first trailer, we were saying like, oh, it'd be cool if they were like bad guys for once. Right. They actually had already told us who they were. We weren't aware at the time. We, e- we did not do enough research. Ecro there, yeah. Sorry for the not doing enough Power Rangers digging. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the camp where this movie's either gonna be really fun or really bad. I think it's gonna be really fun. Did you watch Power Rangers as a kid? No. I did Really? Wow. I was the right age for it. I just, I just never watched it. Interesting. Well, what did you watch as a kid? What was your seminal TV experience? I watched more like Nicktoons mm. and Cartoon Network, really. Did you have a favorite Nicktoon? Rugrats, probably. Yeah. Were you a Tommy fan, a Phil, a Phil and Lil fan? Tommy. Yeah. The OG. Yeah, yeah the homie. He's, he's the best. Chucky... <laughs> Chucky was the the one that stirred the, stirred the drink, but yeah, he, he kept him around like a little guy. But Tommy was the mastermind. Angelica was a great villain too. It was. It's a good well, show. Well developed. But I remember my late grandmother, rest her heart, was always like, R.I.P. They never grew up. They're still the same age. <laughs> no, but they did grow up. All they grown became up. Teenagers. Which I mean, I don't know how teenagers all grown up, but in the Nick universe, it probably is. Yeah. It's a ten year gap, man. It's great. I was a big Power Rangers uh, kid. I loved Red Ranger. Are you a Tommy guy? I was a big Tommy guy. And then, then they brought on Jason, who was also on 7th Heaven, which was a show our family watched. So I was like, oh, I know this guy. Now right. he's a Power Next Ranger. Time, yeah. That's cool. One time, I got a Power Ranger slipper with like the Jason head at the, at the end, and I was like, oh, now I have superpowers. So I jumped down a flight of stairs. So shout out. That's don't, dope. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't jump down a flight of stairs. Uh, you are not a Power Ranger just because you have Power Ranger slippers. Right. This trailer was dope. I'm excited for the movie. Yeah. And it's got the, 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 the brother from... Uh... The older brother for Vice Principals in it. Yeah, and he's and in Naomi this, Scott. Yeah, and he's in something else too. Yeah. We talked about it when we did the Vice Principals uh, review, which you can find SoundCloud.com slash NowSajapod. Stay plugging. Logan, trailer two. What'd you think? I liked it. I saw some people saying that this trailer gave anything away. I didn't think it gave anything away. It, it was a, it was an extended look at the first trailer. Was it, it not? It gave a little bit more away than it gave than the first trailer did. But what did it give away? Absolutely. We it's a, we know what the conflict was. We didn't gain any more clarity. I think the only thing it gave away was so that guy that the girl kills in this trailer, yeah. I think people thought was going to be like, he was going to be like chasing her the entire time. Kind of like, I, I, I had the, I got the suspicion it was like a midnight special type feel where it was going to be like chasing the, the kid the entire time. Oh, but it seems like right. there's a different direction. Yeah, we'll see. Although I did get like a very, uh, I, there's parts of midnight special, but like, her with the glasses reminded me of Stranger Things a little sure. bit. X-23, and then, the kid. We've, if you had any doubts, she had her claws in this trailer, so we know for sure. Yeah, and I mean, it looks like a really cool redemption story. Yeah. Also, There's, seeing uh, Boyd Holbrook as the bad guy from yeah. Narcos made me think he could be a good choice for a White Man Can't Jump remake. Ah, that'd be a great choice. We talked about last week. Check it out. I thought this was a fine trailer. I, I really like the song, too. This movie comes out March 3rd. So, coming up soon, so can't wait. Yeah, I really can't wait. Definitely dope. So, moving on to another film franchise. Pretty popular. Yeah. Most people may have heard it. Seen one or two of them. Star Wars. As of today, Episode Eight is named The Last Jedi. Dave, I saw you tweeting about it. Epic. I mean, what do you think? It's so good. It's such an awesome title. It's a great title. Emo Kylo Ren's Twitter account tweeted, Maybe It's Me. First tweet from that account in months. I was super stoked. Yeah, no, I think it's a great title. And it's funny because people were, you know, throwing out polls and putting up articles. Who is the last Jedi? You know, getting their clicks. But it, but Jedi is a plural word, right? B. It, it, it's a double meaning, you know. It's who's the last Jedi? Is it Luke? Is Luke and Rey? Luke, Rey, and Kylo? So is Finn a Jedi? We don't know. Do you think it, it's, it's alluding to this will be the last generation of Jedi? Who knows? I think I think there's there's so much to to think about with it. It's a great there title. The only thing that's kind of annoying about it is that it ruins the Star Wars movie shorthands. Because now we have two Jedi movies. Right. Return of the Jedi is always referred to as Jedi, just like Empire Strikes Back is Empire. Mm-hmm. 
the Force Awakens is a two-word one. This one just has to be Last Jedi. We can't call this Jedi. So maybe we just call it OG Jedi for Return or of the six. Jedi. You just use the numbers, too. Yeah, you could just use the numbers. But I kind of like OG Jedi. Hmm. I mean, you got Luke in that. I mean, he really is the OG Jedi. So, some uh, blasphemers were suggesting, what if we start calling six Return? And then call this new one Jedi. And I'm like, you shut your mouth. That's a bad idea. <laughs> what if we call this one last? Last. I mean, call I was thinking that. I was like, you know, you got, the, the, I really liked it last. People won't know what you mean. I think. <laughs> I think it's a it's an awesome title. The it just got me thinking. The hype around this movie is gonna be like something else. We every should month. be getting the first teaser soon. This movie comes out in eleven months. We got the Force Awakens teaser over a year in advance. Are there any upcoming like, Star Wars celebration? Is in I think May. Uh, or they're, April? They're going to release something before then. Probably. Yeah, probably before then. So I think probably it's Probably like... Well, maybe like, this maybe this could accompany the uh, Logan trailer. Oh, that, I could see What's that. What's the first Marvel movie this year? Well, oh, it, it's, it's through Not Disney. Not May. I don't know if they'd wait that long. Disney's been doing that thing where when there's a big viewing event on an mm-hmm. ABC network, they'll be like, and now, stay tuned for like a right. teaser. So Shit, the Super Bowl. Oh, or, but... Well, Nah, nah, they wouldn't do the Super Bowl. No, and that's also on CBS this year. What did they do last year for Rogue One? Or no, the second episode wasn't seven the, trailer was in was in some sporting event. Wasn't the NBA Finals? Was that it? That I was, my, that was back was. in June. Yeah. So the teaser will have to come out before then. We'll figure out. If you have something, thought, cool. let us know. Tweet at the show, at NostalgiaPod. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for that. Another really exciting news today, or really, I don't know about today, but this weekend about... Yep. Black Adam, who, I mean, I think we mentioned that when we discussed the Marvel versus DC and right. their strategies. He's going to be playing the, he's going to be anti-hero in Shazam, played by The Rock. Yeah. Going to be getting his own movie. Yeah, well, they, they cast The Rock as Black Adam back in, like, February 2014. And they don't even have Shazam yet. Right, and I think this is really smart for a lot of reasons. It's The Rock? First of all, yeah, it's The Rock. The most bankable movie star. Made the most money of any actor last year. Sexiest man alive currently. Like is that was, true? Yeah, he was the rating guy, yeah. That, that's amazing. The first, Rock. First uh, non-white guy in, like, also ages, kind of, also right? Kind of like Carl Weathers or something. Really surprising. Carl Weathers, that's a great choice. Yeah, right? Killing it with his movies, right? We talked about yeah. our, uh, we thought the Baywatch movie with Zac Efron looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just doing great stuff. He'll be in The Fate of the Furious as well. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you know The Rock. He's good right now. But taking him out of... The first, the solo Shazam movie as the villain and giving him his own movie is really smart because we would kind of have conflicting origin stories if you had Shazam and Black Adam first showing up for the first time. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take away the shine from Shazam because it's The Rock. Again, he's so big that you're just going to take away. Right. Using The Rock star to make his own movie, establish this guy who used to be, the character used to be more of a villain, but is now more of an anti-hero. The Rock has tweeted and talked about wanting to fight Superman. And there's a lot of potential here in setting up Black Adam, getting a rock-solid hit behind such a likable, popular actor, I think, is mm-hmm. really smart. And then when you do have the Shazam movie, you can do it right, and he'll have that conflict coming from a, a villain you already established. So he'll have the Marvel established Loki before he was the Avengers villain. Right. It's really interesting to think that they're going to make a movie right around an anti-hero, mm-hmm. which is something that rarely ever happens. Well, it was, you know, post-Suicide Squad, they yeah. use, they're doubling down Harley Quinn with the Gotham City Sirens, right. you know, female villains movie. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's just in right now. Guardians of the Galaxy, they're not traditional heroes either. So And Dead, neither is Deadpool. So I think we know that that's kind of popular yeah. and successful. Yeah, and I mean, if you got The Rock, why wouldn't you give him his own movie? Yeah, you don't want to lose him either. Like, he right. wants to. He's been, he's been campaigning for DC, you know, stumping for DC for a while, so he's loyal. You're not yeah. going to lose him to Marvel or anything, but just, you know, he's busy. 
Right. You, got, you got to get this get this going. It's been a while. He's wicked busy. Yeah, he does that show Ballers too, which I mean on HBO. Yeah, he, he should stop doing that. It's like Entourage, kind of. It's Entourage, but like being a sports agent. It's, right. It's not very good. It's the show's carried on his charm, and that's really all it is. Yeah. Which for for plenty of people is enough. I'm not gonna hate on you for watching that, it. But. That and Denzel Washington's kid, son. right? Yeah. Pretty much. So, I mean, The Rock is definitely bankable. Yeah. I, I'm in on this. I think it's dope. Did, did you know who Shazam was as a DC character? I had no idea. I, I looked it up. In a scene, I mean, if I'm wrong on this, but Shazam and Black Adam have the same powers, only Shazam is good, and Black Adam doesn't have any of that goodness. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even sure what the powers are. They're kind of like lightning, really strong. They're, they're, they're kind of like Superman, a little different. Yeah, now it's the like, Egyptian gods, right? Whatever their powers were. I don't, I don't even know, but... The thing is, Shazam is a kid who yells oh. Shazam and then becomes a, a full adult Superman lookalike kind of thing. Oh, cool. The character used to be called Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. And they changed yeah. his name to Shazam for obvious reasons, because right. Marvel had their own Captain Marvel who mm-hmm. were getting with Brie Larson. The kid's, Brie Larson. <laughs> right, goat. The kid's name is a Billy Batson. Terrible which, name. Yeah, right, which was funny, because I was thinking, I was like, Billy Batson, that's from Oh, yeah, Billy Bats. That's the guy that De Niro and Joe Pesci mm-hmm. kill in Goodfellas, yep. a movie directed by Martin Scorsese. Who directed Silence. A long movie. It's hey, a tough watch. I want to preface as well. We had a really shitty movie going in. Yeah, we, we have to talk about that for a second. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a complainer. You know, but... we should have known. Cool people don't go to the movies on Saturday nights. That's true. Losers do. And that's what we did on Saturday night. You know, you know and I was also thinking about this. I, we, You and I were actually having like a, a, a text exchange where I was like, we shouldn't go to this movie theater. This one's better. Yeah. But you're like, ah, well, it's late. And I was like, I was, ah. af- I was afraid of being sleepy in the movie. I got you. And, and this this is a movie where if you were sleepy, you probably were going to fall asleep. The guy, the guy next, next to us <laughs> actually guy, fell asleep. The guy next to us was snoring after spilling a fuck ton of popcorn and whatever shit. Like, like, like he, was having, he was like going to town on his concession. I was like, bro, do you not go to the movies enough? You did like 30 bucks to concession. Yeah. The person in front of us was texting the whole time. There's people down in front who came in 20 minutes later. They were inebriated. They were laughing throughout the movie. That is not very funny. No. And then the soundproofing. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. We heard another movie. <laughs> I think it was Patriots Day. Was it? I, I'm almost I was trying to tune it out. Yeah, I think Patriots Day was next door, and the, the music kept coming through, and I was like, what the hell? It, it, <laughs> thankfully, it stopped. Yeah, and then one of the most climactic scenes of the movie, finally meet one of the, or see one of the characters again after a very long absence, yeah. phone goes off right in the middle. So. Oh, it, it's a stupid default Verizon ringtone. I know. And it's like, fuck you, you yeah. know? It was, it's all it was, about you, isn't it? <laughs> so it was a bad movie-going experience, which, I mean, that might affect some of my feelings about this. It's a good movie. I mean, this is... It is a good movie. It's a good movie... And not a very rewatchable. No, definitely not. And again, we're not we're not going to spoil it. I want to talk about it broadly. Yeah, I was thinking about Scorsese. Yeah, he might be the director I've seen the most movies of. I looked. I've seen eleven of his twenty-four movies. I was looking through this, and a lot of these are bangers. Like, yeah, absolute bangers. I mean, most recently was Wolf of Wall Street, very popular. Just we'll we'll go backwards. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, Hugo, Shutter Island, The Departed, The Aviator, Gangs of New York, Bring Out the Dead. I don't think anyone's. It's uh, Kundun, which I don't know if you Oh, that's about the Dalai Lama. That was okay. controversial in China. Casino. Classic. The Age of Innocence. Cape Fear. Goodfellas. Color of Money's in there. The Last Temptation of Christ, which I was actually surprised. Oh, about. I was going to... Yeah, The Last Temptation of Christ was controversial as fuck. Silence was not really controversial. That's actually kind of the problem with Silence is... There's not a lot of buzz. No. Well, we can get that later, but... Yeah, and just kind of... Uh, Raging just, Bull. Yeah, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver... Mean um, Streets. New York, New York. Yeah, Mean Streets, and that was about it. He only has one movie that's 
Oh, wait, no, he has two movies that are under 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good track record. Everyone oh, wait, no, done. sorry, I see three. New York, New York, Boxcar Bertha, and Shutter Island. I never saw Shutter Island. I called the twist like halfway through. I didn't think it was that great. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh... He has two movies coming out, too. He has The Irishman. He's going back to make another gangster movie. It's coming out in two years. He's which got I, Nero and Pacino in it. Which is only and happened one other time. he's trying to get Harvey Keitel as well. It's only happened one other time. He's never had history. Pacino before. Well, I guess... He's had De Niro like eight times. It's happened two other times in movie history. It was Godfather 2 and Heat, right? Where they were... And then they made Righteous Kill in like 08, which sucked. Oh, right. I yeah. forgot about we, that. We really wish that never happened. Yeah, so we'll, we'll only say two. We'll, right. We're only... And then I forgot the other movie comes out before then. It's with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's about this doctor who's like a serial killer or something. Based off a true story, based off a book. That, but, you know, Scorsese and he always makes DiCaprio. Really, that's yeah. another good combo. I mean, this... Aviator's my favorite DiCaprio role. This list isn't even counting... He's done a lot of documentaries, too. He did yeah. one on Frank Sinatra. I mean, he's an old guy. He's in his 80s. Yeah, he did one on George Harrison, which got a lot of critical praise. Mm-hmm. He makes really interesting choices. He's been wanting to make this movie, I think, for almost, a long time. Almost like 30 years. Yeah. Silence is based off a book about the, the real life events in 1600s Japan and then there was an, a movie made by a Japanese filmmaker in I think the 70s based off the book 1971 yeah based off the book but Scorsese got the rights to this back in I think like 1989 mm-hmm. and then he had script problems he's really trying to get this off the ground forever and it was great that he did because even though I think they shot it in like Taiwan and like Chinese Taipei they didn't really mm-hmm. shoot in Japan but movie looks like a million bucks because it's on it location does. and the costumes are incredible yeah it, it really is. takes you back there yeah, it, it really feels like it. I mean, this is set in the 17th century. I think it was like actually yeah. 1630s, if we yep, want to be that's specific. Right. It's still uh, like shogun governments in Japan with the right. samurai, you know, before the Meiji Restoration, when the last samurai happens. Give him a history lesson, Dave. That's 200 years in the future. <laughs> so we're still very much in like, you know, yeah. traditional Japan. Yeah, and I guess the basic premise, not to spoil anything, is... I mean, this is trailer. Right. Information. Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, our young priest, Portuguese priest, yep. their mentor, Liam Neeson, uh, is over in Japan. Been there for a while. Yeah, he doesn't come back, and they're sent over to find him and also to spread Catholicism. Right. There. Well, because apparently Liam Neeson took it back, apostated it, right. renounced the faith. They didn't believe it. Yeah, they didn't know. believe it, but also they're kind of like, yeah, this be It's like how they got their mission from Man's Raider. Yeah, that was cool. Thrones, that Hines. was really cool. <laughs> I mean, Andrew Garfield, I didn't know he was the... Sure, I mean, yeah. The, the story's centered around him. It's yeah. all about his... He was, he was great. Yeah. He carries the movie. Obviously, he's the main character. I, I mean, I he's can, great. I can see him getting an Oscar right. nom. Nah, I, I think it'd be deserved. It makes me want to see Hacksaw Ridge even more now, just because I want to see him cook. Yeah, and get that, that Vince Vaughn, that good, good. Adam Driver. Garupe. Yeah, I didn't feel like he was in it enough. Minor spoiler, they separate at one point. Right. And then you don't, really, you don't, you don't follow... Garupe at all. You're all about uh, Rodriguez, which is Garfield. And if I had to say one criticism of it was, I think the story was supposed to be about one person's grapple with their faith and Mm -hmm. going through some difficult times. Yeah. But the emotional moments that I think you were supposed to feel, such as certain characters dying, certain characters making certain decisions. A lot of deaths. Yeah. I didn't feel as affected by yeah. certain ones as I, I was hoping I would. And I, I feel like that's because there wasn't a lot of relational background to this. Yeah. It was pretty much like a plot-driven movie. Yeah, it's interesting because I think the themes are like bigger mm-hmm. than like any individual character death or character choice. There's so much interpretation, both as a viewer and as Andrew Garfield's character. Right. Once you know what the title silence means, mm-hmm. I think that's really strong. But yeah, the themes about the swamp of Japan, right. it's not a phrase they utter a few times in terms of how Christianity doesn't really spread in Japan because yeah. it's a swamp in terms of ideas. 
interesting thing. I'd be curious to ask someone who's a really religious person what they think of the movie. Not that it's like offensive to your religion, it's not, but just what it makes you think. Because I'm not a religious guy, and I, it made me think a lot about a ton of different things, both you know my own life and then character decisions. So I'd be curious to see how a religious person would react. Yeah, I'm, I'm religious, but I'm not very strongly religious. I think the way that the movie is paced and how deliberate it is and it's how really there's not really much background. I mean, I think there's only one scene where I remember it, and you kind of even transition sound. It was very much just like whatever sounds are in this scene naturally are in there, mm-hmm. which I think is also cool because... It's, like, different from how you usually think about Scorsese. You think yeah. about, like, catchy tunes and yeah. hitting, like, the right vibe for... Wolf of Wall Street, Street yeah. antics, or just ridiculous shootouts and tons of F-bombs. Right. And, like, but, like a cool song playing right. as they, like, track through the through a casino sure. or something like but that. But this movie know? was super deliberate. Yeah. I really like that about it, too. I think I think yeah. it really brought you into that place. I saw some criticism that it didn't portray the Japanese angle enough. But I still thought he did a good job, and I think a big part of that was that the Inquisitor character, yeah. the antagonist basically, right. played by uh, Issy Ogata, who's like a Japanese comedian, okay. he was incredible. Yeah, he was really good. Like, he stole every scene, and he didn't even come in for like the second act. His voice kind of steals the scene. Yeah, well, so I, think, I was looking, He only he's only been in like four or five movies, and he's like an yeah. 80-year-old guy. He's a comedic person in Japan. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. And also, uh, his interpreter, uh, Garfield's interpreter, Right. Played by Tanamobu Asamo, yeah. who uh, has a minor role in Thor as one of the Warriors 3. I was going to say he looked really familiar. And he's also the bad guy in 47 Ronin with Keanu Reeves, which is a mediocre movie, but he's really good in it. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, I recognize this guy. This is my dude. Apparently, when they were making this movie, originally the interpreter was going to be Ken Watanabe. Right. Well, I, I actually wanted to save talking about the other possible castings sure. for after we finish the conversation but yeah it was supposed to be Ken Watanabe from you know The Last Samurai and yeah. he was in Dark Knight a little bit Inception yeah Inception yeah just the point I wanted to make about the deliberateness is I feel like it actually puts you into kind of pacing of Garfield's struggle almost mm-hmm. like you I, I actually started to feel really frustrated at points because I was like yes why isn't why isn't right. something happening? Like why isn't there more? And that's basically exactly what's going on for him. Is he's it, looking for something and right. it's just not coming. And like I don't I, yeah, I don't really want to spoil right. what like his key choice and key conflict is, mm-hmm. but just watching him grapple with that and seeing the consequences of his feelings and his worldview right. and coming around on that, I think was really strong. I really liked how that kind of is still like a modern conflict you can understand right. today i don't think this is a spoiler but they're out in basically the nature forever they don't really get a chance to yeah. bathe a lot they're really in this pre-industrial kind of. revolution so. yeah and andrew garfield has the best i haven't showered in six months hair i've ever seen out there. oh yeah no his like, hair his, his beard hair game amazing. is great <laughs> amazing his flow was impeccable it's um, cool because garfield's character is based off of a priest who did basically the same things he does in the movie and then uh ferreira liam eason's character is a real guy that's cool. It, was, it seemed to be pretty pretty accurate, which is really cool. And Ferreira's character is kind of like Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. He's not in the movie for much of it. He's kind of like the, that's the thing we want. That's where we're going. We're going to get mm-hmm. him or talk to him or whatever it right. may be. So I thought that was interesting. It's funny because I think when you think about Liam Neeson, he gets really portrayed as that, you know, if you fuck with me, I'm going to kill you type of guy now. But He's on his Qui-Gon shit in this yeah, movie, man. <laughs> he, he does really good with, with those subdued roles a lot. Right. He comes across as very scholarly and yeah. knowing. and He's awesome. I mean, he, Liam Neeson's just... If crazy. you only know Liam Neeson as an action hero, you need to watch Schindler's List. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, another culture. movie I would probably never watch. True. I have only seen it once. <laughs> also, I, I kind of want to see it again just to see Ray Fine because I didn't really know who Ray Fiennes he, was when I saw it. Yeah, he's I think amazing. he... 
think he got the nom the nomination for best supporting actor then back in what ninety one. Why don't we move on? To, there were other people that were rumored to be cast in the roles of Garfield. Driver oh, I didn't know those. Neeson. I only know of Watanabe. Oh, so originally Daniel Day Lewis and Benicio del Toro. Okay, sure. Were supposed to be man, as well as Gail Garcia Bernal, who I'm not exactly sure, but Daniel Day Lewis and Benicio del sure. Toro in those roles would have been. Pretty I wonder when do we know when that was? Interesting. This was back in DDL? 2010. Okay, that's pre-Lincoln. Or no, 2009. Sorry. Yeah, that was what DDL was really active back then. Let's see. He had nine come out, and then Lincoln, and he hasn't done anything for a while since then. That's coming up in four years. Yeah, 09, nine came out, which right. I don't think I saw, but he was linked to that. Benicio del Toro was. I don't know if he had anything else. Oh, he had a movie called Pan's Labyrinth. That's Guillermo. No, called. del Toro was doing The Wolfman. At the time. Oh, right. So not, not not his best choice, but it would have been really interesting to see them cast. I mean, pretty staunch difference. I have to imagine Daniel Day-Lewis would have been in the Garfield. Well, yeah, I, sure, definitely. And at that time, Adam Driver wasn't well-known at all. I think, no. no, his first role wasn't until 2011, anyway, J. Edgar. And then and Garfield was uh, on a Spider-Man shit at the time. Right. So, you know, those guys weren't even in consideration. But again, that speaks to the long development mm-hmm. process this movie went through. And it's kind of a shame that it's not getting a lot of attention at the box office, which I guess makes sense because there's a ton of other adult films right now, all Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. So like this and Live by Night did really bad, but I'm kind of, I'm still happy that Scorsese got it made. Yeah. Especially because he has plenty of heat coming up. Yeah, it's not a movie that has a lot of broad appeal, but definitely not. If if you enjoy cinema, if you enjoy cinematography, yep. And if you just enjoy like really good acting performances, even though it's really slow, right. This is a movie for and, you. And because it's like a historical drama, you know, there's yeah. always that and done well, done accurately, it, it's cool. Hello, samurai swords in this movie. You just see them on everyone's belt. <laughs> Pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Like seeing people just swing those things around. And yeah. Absolutely. So I think that wraps it up for this episode. But what do you think we're gonna talk about next week, Dave? Anything coming up? Some young Pope and some Taboo. Oh, yeah. Let us know if you're still keeping up. Legion's coming up within, like, two weeks, I think. We have Oscar nominations coming out. Oh, yeah, the Oscar nominations will be out by the time you have heard it. So we'll, uh, we'll We just had touch. Sundance happen. If you thought anything was cool out of that, you can let us know. Maybe we'll take a look and see what we want to talk about. Kumal. Kumal Johnny. Yeah, he had a really funny tweet from Sundance where someone came up to him and said, are you the guy from the Big Bang Theory? And he was like, no, I'm not. And they're like, oh. And then like, can I take a picture of you anyway? Take a selfie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the guy from the Big Bang Theory tweeted back and said, every conversation I have goes, are you the guy from Silicon Valley? No. Oh. He's yeah, better he, he's looking. better looking anyway. Very, very funny exchange. <laughs> Def- we'll see if anything came out Sundance. Maybe some movies that right to look forward to. Yeah, and we'll we'll find some music to let you guys know about. There's shit coming. Migos. Yeah, there you go. Dave will talk to you about Migos. I probably will not listen to it. Anything else that you want to talk? Fuck Kachichiro. That guy yeah. sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Silence. You know what I mean. Yeah, I don't. What, what we mean? Which also just I don't know Japanese names, but all I kept thinking was his name is Kichichiro. And I kept thinking about how good Ichiro was. So. Ah, right. A L- little distracting for me. They had similar uh, longevity. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if you want to tweet at us and give us suggestions of what you want us to talk about, soundcloud.com slash now sell Japod on Twitter, Martin Swagger, Sheeting World Peace on Twitter. Find us on other platforms such as Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in. Tune in. But we have a quite a tune in yeah, audience. What up, tune in? What up, tune iners? I wonder, I wonder who listens to us on TuneIn. If you listen to us on TuneIn, tweet at us. Definitely. And tell def- us why. Def- I, I mean... Just tell me the appeal of TuneIn. Yeah. That, I'm a Google Play person myself, but let me know why you like TuneIn. That was more what I was looking for. I, I use iTunes, so... Right. Everybody's listening in different ways. The technology... Yeah. 
2017, the are Trump you, era. Are you going to use a Vine camera? Let us know. Yeah. And maybe you'll make a Vine of Trump. Who knows? Mm. Alternative facts. You have any? Let us know. <laughs> did you like Kichichiro? Yeah. If you did, I know that that's an alternative fact. Well, yeah. Don't, don't tweet that at me. And what's your favorite Scorsese? Obviously, loaded question. There's so many good ones. Raging Bull is arguably the best sports movie. Yeah. All those gangster ones, it's tough to pick one. Some people really like The Departed. I really. I like would say Goodfellas is definitely better than Casino. Right? I really li- like The Departed, but I'm partial to Boston movies. Wolf think... of Wall Street also is so super enjoyable. Like, Goodfellas is up there. Yeah, I, th- I think Goodfellas is my pick. It's probably... And then The Aviator, which yeah. is not the most entertaining, but it's just right. so superb. I think it's... I think also, it's... Jude Law's in that. The guy you thought uh... wasn't active. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't active. I thought he would have been... You, you said he, you thought he was blacklisted. Yeah, which... Just, was just a thought. Right. Not killing you here, but um, he actually has been in movie life every, every year. Every 18 yeah, months. He doesn't since, stop like, working. Since, like, 1995. So, uh, <laughs> don't fact-check me. I Watch The Young Pope. Yeah. Oh, also, gotta eat some more crow. I found out The Young Pope has not filmed a second in the Vatican City. I was gonna say, that's pretty remarkable. I didn't know that. But it fact, looks but... like it did, so good for you, HBO. Yeah, it looks awesome. Anyways... If you have any more thoughts or want to tell us what we got wrong, please tweet at us. We want to hear from you, and see you next week on Nostalgia Pod.